0: Live from Campbell Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. All right. Welcome into Ticket Weeknights. I am Harrison Arnes, and I'm here with Jeff Grace III. Uh, this is the Walk On Weekly. Change up for the name. No longer the Sam Hoyberg Show, especially tonight. Sam Hoyberg is not in today. He's got some finals to get to. Um we talked a little bit over the break. Jeff Grace. Seems like you're on the way out here. Not too much left to do. It's gotta be a good feeling.
1: Yeah. I mean it's been a long it's been a long semester. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Like that break we had uh, was it the winter break? Mm-hmm. It was long and it like felt like school was basically over and it's like, uh, you gotta go back to school, gotta realize like <laughs> to do the education stuff all over again
0: did you get the, some time to actually go back home or were you still around lincoln working on basketball going getting workouts in because i know some athletes like especially the gymnasts like they have a tiny one they get like a week swimmers I, I think it's like the same
1: thing i believe we got a little bit of time off but i'm not sure exactly how much because it was a, it was quite a bit ago but yeah i remember it was a long break and i, I was like uh like uh is gonna come around so fast." <laughs> Well, like we said,
0: at least we're not too far out. You got what a week left? About maybe yeah, two weeks, two weeks.
1: But I'll finish this week, which is nice.
0: Yeah, that's a really good feeling. Uh, and then hopefully Sam does well in this final. So good luck to Sam if you're listening out there. You got to <laughs> and again, if you guys want to join the show, starter him text line 402-464-5685. We got the Royals on the FM Airwave. So again, um, if you're listening right now, you're aware of that. But if you want to let others know, we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. It's a great way to put a face to the voice, uh, and you can comment through there as well. But we're going to stick to what's been going on right now. Um, we're at a point in the playoffs, and you know, I was harping on this the entire time before the playoffs started. I was like, for anyone who thinks they have a good idea and who's going to win it all, I was like I'm pretty sure you're full of it. And here we are right now. And we talked about it before we got going here. The Lakers—they're leading their series over the Warriors, three-one. Three-one. Not sure how many people would have thought that, let alone you know them breaking, getting out of the play-in. You probably could have picked that one, but how far they get after the play-in, nonetheless. And then you have the Miami Heat leading; they knock off the Milwaukee Bucks, so you kind of expected them to take care of the next series. But nonetheless, like, I don't. I, were you confident at all going into this playoffs? Like, did you have a good feel on any teams? even if it's not maybe the finals, but Western and Eastern conference
1: finals. Um, just kind of like the originals, like, uh, Boston, Philly, um, from the West, the Nuggets, they've been playing really well all year. Suns when they got KD, obviously, mm-hmm. um, just kind of the original, but like what shocked me was the Lakers and the heat for sure. I think that's what's shocked most of the, everybody, uh, watching these games as they go along. Uh, it's just like somebody else just like steps up every night. Like Caleb Martin had like a yeah. huge game. Uh, Gabe Vincent, Vincent's been playing very well, which I didn't even know who he was until like now. Um,
0: even Lonnie Walker. For Lonnie the Walker. Lakers. For He's the coming Lakers. out
1: of nowhere. Austin Reeves is still playing good. Mm-hmm. Um, just crazy. But like what I wonder is with the Warriors, um, they tried to switch around like the lineups going on. Uh, they out kevin looney in the end and mm-hmm. put in moses moody what do you think about that
0: okay so here's i i'd have to dive in deeper as to why they did that because if you're watching that game especially in that first half it was layup central they were figuring out it's like looney and steph pick and roll up top let's pull 80 get him out of the picture and that was working really well i mean they were it was a layup line for a little bit they were getting so many easy baskets uh, I mean, Ham is calling frustration timeouts just due to, like, we got to figure this out. And then, like you said, down the stretch, they pull him out. You know, I'd have to figure out why it felt like it was working so well. I didn't see anything either that they were really figuring out and stopping it. So to me, I feel like that's just a huge mistake. I didn't like the move. You know, maybe you're doing that uh, just off of pure momentum. I, What did you think about the move? I didn't understand it. I thought it was working so well for them in the first half, taking 80 out of the paint because... AD's been a monster. He just flat out defensively, even though not outside the blocks and rebounds. Like he's had some active hands, these playoff series. He's, he's getting in between a lot of passing lanes. So I, you know, I didn't really like that. I liked the Looney out there. It really seemed to help, you know, you're not going to stop AD, but nullify his impact a little bit. I mean, that's where I am. I, I wasn't a big fan of it, but maybe you saw something I was
1: missing. I don't know. It made no sense to me. Like, especially like right now when like they're on the verge of losing the series and like, that game was like really critical because, mm-hmm. like, if they won the game, it'd be 2 2. Yeah. And you now still won 3-1. on the road. Exactly. You know? Now they're 3 1. Now they're a little, they have to like make up a lot of ground. So I don't know. It was very interesting. And then, like, after the, like, uh, I think whoever, st- I think, did Gary Payton start yesterday? Yeah. Gary Payton got to start. So when Gary Payton started, and then like you put, you put Moses Moody in there and like don't put in Kevon Looney. Like that just made no sense. At yeah. The end. But like, I will say, I did say this, Like as long as the Warriors' turnovers, it would be good, but they had two critical turnovers at the end yesterday. That cost them the game.
0: That drives me nuts. That's another thing I harp on all the time. The Warriors and their damn turnovers. They're, They're not that team anymore, and they've always been so careless with the basketball. Steph Curry is one of the biggest guys for that, too. I mean, he's a great player, and he does a lot of things, but there's so many times where I'm just like, it's just careless, you know. Especially when the guy it can't. It's coming down the stretch, and then even at those times when you're focused or locked in, you're not. You're not. Obviously, it's in your head. We can't turn the ball over. When you're so careless throughout the game with turnovers, you can probably speak on it better than I can. I feel like it's just second nature. You know, you're you're just second nature. You've been almost practicing those bad decisions. I mean, what what are you seeing on that? You know, with the Warriors and their turnover situation, is that something they can even remedy at this point in the series, or is it just bad habits are going to show up?
1: I mean, since they've done it, like, the whole season, you can't really change it much right now. Mm -hmm. Um, All you can really do is, like, focus on one play at a time. Um, But I feel like – I don't know. Like, it's just their offense is just, like, very – it's very structured in a way. Like, they get people open, no doubt about it. But it's, like, sometimes I feel like it's a little, like, too not, like, complex for the defense because I feel like they're so – like, they understand that – the the Warriors often so well that they're already prepared for what's going to happen because like sometimes you'll see like uh, Steph Curry pass the ball to Draymond Green and then they'll screen off for each other. Mm-hmm. But then like sometimes you'll see like Draymond pass the ball to Steph back and then screen for him. Like I feel like sometimes like Steph or like Clay have to like start screening for somebody else mm-hmm. and then get themselves open as they go along. But that's yeah. just my intake on it.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on the most part there. It's just – it's something at this point in the season where it's like, if you didn't fix it earlier, I mean, good luck when the pressure's on and the defense is even at a higher level, you know, like that stuff just isn't going to fly. And it might just be the bane of this Warriors team. One thing I want to dive in on, you know, with the Splash Brothers, I'm curious when this run's going to come to an end. You know, it's I don't think it's next season. I don't think it's two seasons from now even. But three seasons later, you know, those guys still going to be that threat every year. And then you kind of dive into the numbers. And I want to talk about this Jordan Poole contract because that was the big one. That was the big one where they're like, this is going to be our guy um, that's really going to add a lot of value. And real quick, uh, just to sum it up, it's a four-year, $128 million contract. So that, I mean, he's got a lot of time left on that contract. Uh, I mean, that's about an average salary of $32 million a year. And they're strapped with that for four years. Is that going to be the bane of the Warriors era, that heavy contract, because now you're at a point, too. It's like, well, if you just want to move him, no one's going to touch that. He hasn't been playing to that level unless, you know, you think, you know, something that the Warriors aren't doing with him. But is this run, you know, what is this time window for those Warriors and how bad or maybe you see it better? Maybe you think that Jordan Poole contract, he can bounce out of it.
1: See, I feel like it's hard because of what he did last year. Mm-hmm. Like everyone expects so much out of him now. And I feel like sometimes you get, like, in the pressure and you, like, kind of get caught up in the swamp. Um,
0: Julius Randall would be a great example for that. Got 100%, a fat contract. 100%. Did mm-hmm. you see what
1: he said in the media yesterday? Like, they just wanted more in the end.
0: Oh, I missed that. No, he said they wanted so, more.
1: Yeah, so basically someone was asking him a question, uh, like, what did the Heat do differently than you guys did this tonight or something like that? And then he was like, well, at the end of the day, they just wanted more. It's not a good answer when you're in the playoffs. <laughs> and, it, like, that's all he left off with. And I was like, uh, ah, okay. <laughs> I guess they just wanted more then. But with the Warriors, see, for Jordan Poole, you always see him on the media mm-hmm. portraying, like, he'll play good if, like, a girl shows up or, like, a famous <laughs> girl. And, like, you always see that on the media. But when he plays bad, like, he just gets so much crap. And I feel like sometimes it kind of gets to him. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, I feel like it gets to everybody.
0: He's like, had a lot of turmoil too. I mean, he got clocked in the face midseason, season. Yeah. Draymond Green. Like there's yeah, a, there's some things going on that we that might too. not even understand.
1: So I feel like at some point, like it just gets to everybody and like everybody attacks it a different way. Um, but I feel like he has to keep doing the same repetition each and every day mm-hmm. so he can be better in a sense, but I don't know if he will play out as predicted as he's supposed to. Um, he still has a lot of time left with that contract, obviously. Yeah. So <laughs> he has a lot of time with that. Um, but as of right now, I don't know. I feel like everything is just getting to him. And, like, he's not playing himself. He's just thinking too much, overthinking it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it boils down, you know, to me is that, okay, because, like, this is always a hard one for me to understand, uh, just being your average day, average day Joe. So you get that contract, right? So you're getting signed. For four years, for a whopping one one hundred twenty million dollars. So then you know you're you're in your head, you're kind of thinking like you are that guy, and then all of a sudden here comes that thirty foot jumper to try to win that game versus the Lakers earlier in the series. But when you're getting paid that much money, I feel like that probably is hard to figure out. You know where your role is because they're investing in you. If they're paying you that much. They must think you're good. And the shot was wide open. Whether you want to get closer or not, it was a wide open yeah. shot. So okay. again, it's you know, I agree with you in that sense that it's it's it gets murky waters real fast. When you're getting that much money, and then you're still expected to kind of be, you know, not taking those jump shots no matter what. You know, I felt like to me, if you would have just pulled up to the three point line instead of taking thirty, take a twenty four, I feel like it wouldn't have gotten much slack. But again, just small things like that, you know, do you think money kind of plays a factor in these players? you know, maybe overstretching their role on the team.
1: So with money, it's very it's very crazy because a lot of people say money doesn't control you at all. It controls you <laughs> day because it determines what you do and your actions that are behind it. Um so I feel like definitely like money does play a huge part of it. But I feel like also like I don't know if you saw like the media yesterday, came in the locker room and we're talking was trying to talk to Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm and, like, he was, like, playing music or whatever. But, like, his back was facing towards them. Yeah. And he was, like, talking to them. And it was just, like, like, at least, like, just, like, show you're there. Like, at least, I don't know. It's just, like, his body language and everything. Like, it just seems like he doesn't care. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, I wouldn't. I mean, like, he's getting paid at the end of the day, regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like sometimes that just gets to you because... Like you feel like you don't have to perform as hard. And at some at such a young age as he is, he probably like isn't really understanding the like league just yet because everyone can have a great year one year, but then like you expect them to keep the stay constant, but right now he's kind of like falling down and like not living to his expectation. And it's very hard because when people put a lot of headlines um put a lot of narratives write their own narratives like you try to write your own so i think what jordan Poole said some of it was very good but like some of it just portrayed him in a bad negative light mm-hmm. that kind of reflects on how he acts on the court
0: yeah and i you know and with his back turn it's just the small things right the small things that are going to s- distract you know the, all of a sudden the headline becomes you in a negative light and then it becomes less about the team and it's just a lot of things like that and i you know i have a theory on this maybe we'll probably have to talk about it on the next break but with the amount of money in the nba now you know we kind of we were talking about before we start kind of like guys with ben simmons right you don't ha- you know you're not a plumber you know where you have two jobs anymore it's nba and it's not just nba you're getting millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars not everyone is necessarily chasing to be the greatest anymore. A lot of players, I feel like they get in this little nook and it's like, hey, I can be a role player and make five, ten million dollars a year. If you're Jordan Poole, I can make thirty two million dollars a year. You know, how much harder do I really need to push myself once I got that bag secured? You know, until it's contract year, I feel like that's just a big problem. You know, with the it's just the amount of money. And why spend every single day dedicated to basketball when you're already making millions of dollars when you can go and it's not even, you know, a thing that I'm going to harp on it for, because you can go home and spend time with your family instead, do recreational things instead of always being in the gym. You know, not everyone's going to be like Kobe, but it's it's just kind of where I'm at, where I wonder if that's why I see a lot of players just plateau. They get that big money and then you don't really see him make that next jump. Um, but let's put a pin on it there. We're already running a little over. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that next and probably go through some of the all-NBA teams. They dropped those as well. Um, some interesting ones in there. I know Dylan Brooks made that uh, second team, I believe, all defense. So we'll dive into that as well. All on the walk-on weekly. I'm Harrison Barnes, switching the ones and twos. We got Jeff Grace third. No Sam Hoyberg tonight, but he'll be back next week. No worries about that one. Uh, we'll be back right after this break.